Welcome to the Natural Health Rising podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Smith, Certified Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner. I'm here to deliver you weekly episodes where you will hear conversations with health experts and solo episodes about functional medicine and all things holistic health. My goal is to provide you with the knowledge and tools you need in order to help you rise to your healthiest, happiest self. Hey everyone, this episode is going to be a really special one. Instead of hearing me interview someone, I'm actually sharing a podcast episode that I was on, so you'll get to hear me being interviewed today instead. And this recording is from episode number 185 of Take the Upgrade podcast with Julie Davey, who is a nurse practitioner. You'll hear me talk all about autoimmunity. So what is an autoimmune disorder? What are the most common autoimmune diseases? How do people actually develop these? So what are the root causes? And then what are some practical tips that you can incorporate into your life in order to either manage and reverse or even prevent autoimmune diseases? I really hope you enjoy this episode. And I do wanna do a quick ask of you, if you are loving this podcast, please leave me a comment and a rating so that more people can hear this information because it's going to bump the podcast higher up on the charts. I encourage you to share this episode with your loved ones or share this on social media if you feel that others could benefit from this information. All right, let's dive into today's episode with Julie Davey interviewing me. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. We have just become friends on Instagram. I love meeting like-minded people, practitioners, and just connecting and uh, learning from you. So I'm excited about our conversation today. We're going to be talking about autoimmune disorders, which I think is actually rising. And there are a lot of people that don't really, I think, understand exactly what they are. So we'll kind of get into that. But before we do, if you will just um, tell people a little bit about your background and how you got to doing what you're doing now. Sure. Well, first of all, Julie, thank you for having me on your show. And I'm happy that we were able to connect as well. uh, Same thing, love growing my network and meeting people like you. So my background is really, I started with healthcare administration in school. And after I graduated with that, I wound up getting an amazing job in corporate America going down that route. And I wound up getting very, very sick at a really young age. I mean, I was only 20, 21 where, I mean, I didn't know I had an autoimmune disease at the time yet, but that was where it was really at its peak and I was just falling apart. So I wound up quitting my job and essentially dedicating my life, the rest of my life to healing myself, going back to school to help other people get through their autoimmune diseases and chronic illnesses as well, because eventually I did figure out what was wrong. I was able to heal from my disease through natural means, through nutrition, lifestyle, and functional medicine. And so I wound up becoming a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and the rest is history. (laughs) I love that. So hopefully as we go through, feel free to share anything, you know, about your journey and things that you kind of figured out along the way. And I think that that's really, honestly, often what really makes some of the best practitioners is you have been down that road and it really also fuels your passion. So I really, you know, I understand that I had terrible gut issues for like over 20 years. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm so passionate about helping people um, heal their gut. So I love that you said that. So let's just dive right in to first, let's just talk about what actually is an autoimmune disorder. So just kind of break that down, just really simple, easy for people to understand. Sure. So let's think of what the immune system is first. 
our immune system is literally working every minute of the day trying to protect ourselves. And it's protecting us from bacteria, viruses, bugs that could be in the air, on the food you eat, things you touch, all that. And then of course, when we actually get sick or get an injury or a cut, our immune system goes into really, really starts to do the work and protect us even more and help us heal. So that's the, the basics of what it's supposed to do for us. So what can happen is it can start to misbehave and it can overfunction. And normally we have these things called antibodies and essentially they're just like defenders that will detect these threats. And they'll tell the immune system, hey, go destroy this threat, right? But these antibodies can get confused and they will start to attack our body's tissues instead. So if you think of the word autoimmune, auto means self. So like self attacking our own bodies, essentially. Does that? Yes, absolutely. No, that's perfect. Um, That's the way I always think of it as well. Just exactly like you said, your body gets a little bit confused and then Mm -hmm. it starts to attack itself. It thinks it's doing the right thing, but it's actually not because things get kind of confused and your immune system is almost like an overdrive, you know, and and again, attacking itself. So I love that description. So that's great. Maybe this is a two-part question. Let's talk about what some of the most common autoimmune disorders are. And again, if there's something specific to one in terms of like how you develop that particular one, I know we kind of just went broad, but feel free to kind of throw that in. So let's talk about what some of the most common autoimmune disorders are. Okay. We'll start there. So autoimmunity, like you said, in the beginning, you said, I think it's on the rise. It's actually more than tripled in the past 50 years, as far as cases go. And right now from studies that I've seen, there's about 50 million Americans who have an autoimmune disease and there's over a hundred different kinds of autoimmune diseases now. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's crazy. And we can talk about why that's on the rise later if you want to, but some common ones that most people hear of all the time, type one diabetes. So that's when your body attacks the cells that are supposed to produce your insulin. So you have troubles regulating your blood glucose, your blood sugar. Uh, We've got rheumatoid arthritis. So your body attacks your joints. So that's when people get redness, pain, stiffness, swelling in the joints, multiple sclerosis. So your body attacks the surrounding portion of the nerve cells. And so numbness, tingling is present. Maybe you can even develop it to a point where you can't walk anymore. So it affects your motor skills. We've got Crohn's disease that's popular that a lot of people know for the GI symptoms, psoriasis, which is affecting our skin. A lot of people know about Hashimoto's and Graves disease, which is two different ones that both attack the thyroid. So our thyroid is one of our master glands and regulates our metabolism. So you're going to have issues with controlling like your body temperature, your heart rate, your weight. So those are some of the main ones. Obviously there's so many more that we could go into. Yeah, I would say for sure. I see so many people with thyroid issues, diabetes, of course, and then rheumatoid arthritis. Those are probably just speaking for myself in Mm -hmm. patients that I see, those are probably um, the most common autoimmune disorders that I see. So before we talk about, you know, is this reversible? What are some natural things that we can do, um, which may be specific to the type of autoimmune disorder, but maybe we can kind of get some general ideas. But also, if someone thinks that they may have an autoimmune disorder, 
there's obviously a lot of conventional testing that can be done, but what about functional testing? Like if you're seeing someone, I'm assuming, you know, clients probably come to you when they think they have, or maybe they've already been diagnosed, but if they have not, like, what do you recommend to start with? Are there specific functional tests that you would do? Yeah. Well, do you want me to cover how people get the autoimmune diseases first? Maybe it'll make sense. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Sure. So with general, like conventional day thinking, a lot of times doctors will just say, oh, it's genetics. You just got this. And they really don't know per se why people get autoimmune diseases. So they just say, oh, this is something that genetically happened to you. But I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, genetics load the gun, environment pulls the trigger or lifestyle pulls the trigger, which essentially means like your environment, your lifestyle choices, those are really the things that are going to make a disease manifest itself. So in my opinion, from my research, what I've seen in my own health and with my clients is that these diseases come about from a combination of various root causes. So there one is environmental toxins, which is going to be things like what's in our water. We've got chlorine and radioactive compounds in our water. We've got pesticides and herbicides in our foods, heavy metals and pollutants in the air, mold exposure in homes. Those all really really put pressure on our immune system. And we've got stress. So we know that like 90% of our diseases are somehow stress related and that includes autoimmunity. So we're talking about mental, emotional stress, physical stress on the body, injuries, all that kind of stuff. We've got, and then major traumas too. So like death of a loved one, or even something more simple, like moving to a new home. I see a lot of clients come to me and we talk about their history and They're like, well, it all seemed to start after I got my divorce or after my dog died or something like that. So these can be triggers to really kick it into gear. Nutrient deficiencies. So if our bodies don't have enough zinc and selenium and B vitamins and all the things that we need to have our cells function, our organs function, then we're going to have issues there. Infections. A lot of times I see infections in the gut causing things like H. pylori, Giardia, E. coli, We can even see viruses like Epstein-Barr virus be correlated with autoimmune diseases. And then we've got gut issues and inflammatory foods. So gluten, sugar, dairy, these things can start to cause inflammation in the body, break down the gut lining. We've got other prescription drugs, NSAIDs, alcohol, toxins that also break down the gut lining. And then what happens is food particles get through, they get to our bloodstream, we have a giant immune reaction. And this also goes hand in hand with autoimmunity. So all of those together, and then also the genetics playing a a small role in there as well. This is like the broad picture of all the things that could be triggering it. And so I like to think of it like a rain barrel. So think of your body as a rain barrel and all of these external factors are the rain. And over time it's raining down, it's coming inside of you. And depending upon how much stress you're enduring, how many bad foods you're eating, how many toxins, obviously it's gonna determine how quickly all of that builds up in the body. And once you hit that tipping point, when the water's full and everything starts pouring out of the barrel, this is like when the disease really manifests and people wake up one day and they're like, how did I get here? It's a combination of so many different things. It's not often that we can pinpoint and say, yes, This one nutrient deficiency or this one infection is the cause of your entire autoimmune disease. Yeah, that's a good point that it often is multifactorial as with a lot of things to do with our health. It's often not just one specific thing, but I really like that analogy. And I think that one thing that I see, whether it's related to autoimmune disorders or just things like gut health in general is we don't 
lend enough credit or weight or, or put enough awareness around the stress. You know, you just mentioned like things that could happen in your life that actually could trigger this. It's so interesting to me. And, and there is a lot more awareness now, but I see so many clients that, you know, I try to talk to them about stress and I can just see that the big, just from conversations with them, there's a huge issue in their, you know, whatever's going on and also their healing process is what I try to kind of, you know, talk to them about. And it's like, nobody wants to hear that because everybody's under stress and it is hard to quote manage, you know, the stress sometimes, but if you leave out that key component, then you're never going to heal. And, you know, going back to what you said, it could be the thing that actually pulled the trigger, so to speak, on you actually developing like a full-blown autoimmune disorder. So I think that's just an important point that people need to be aware of in managing stress as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. And I have to practice it all the time. Like, even though I have Hashimoto's and it's under control and it's in remission, I have definitely had flare-ups happen to me when I have had bad, quote unquote, bad things happen in my life, like going through a breakup or moving or just getting a really bad cold or flu or something like that. And it kind of kickstarting things and you have to go back to, okay, what can I do in my life right now to really make sure that I am as stress-free as possible? And so then I'll double up on my practices in order to get the flare up to kind of go back down. Yeah, for sure. So not to take too much of a sidetrack, but since you said that, I would love to know what you do for stress. Like what kind of practices? Is it things like meditation? Like what type of things do you do? I do so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's see. What's the biggest ones. Meditation has been life-changing for me, for sure. I started meditating when I first started this journey, like seven years ago, when I was really trying to get my health on track. And I was very, very adamant about doing it all the time, like every day. And I still do it very, very often, almost every day, but it kind of changes. And now I can use it when I more so need it, but that has helped me reduce my stress, be just become more aware, have more mental clarity in my life and just not worry and ruminate on things as much. Well, that's definitely a big piece. I also do breath work. I choose to do that either in the morning. I have various breath work techniques depending upon what's going on. So if I am just super stressed in the middle of my day, I will do some deep breathing or I'll do box breathing. If I need to feel like I need to regulate my nervous system, I will do a more intense breathing, like breath of fire or something like that in the morning. Finding joy is super important to me. If you worry and you stress about your disease all the time or work and just life, then you're going to just be stressed, right? You have to find the joy out of your life every day. You have to find gratitude for your life. You have to make sure that you're playing and making time for fun. Like I'm a type A person and I like to work really hard and I know myself and I can very easily just go work all day long and ignore the rest of life and not do anything. And that's when I start to get sick. So it's like, no, make sure I'm scheduling in time to go to the gym, scheduling time to go hang out with friends. I like to write poetry. I like to dance. Like laughing, going to a comedy show, like actually making time in your life for that stuff is truly life-changing. Yeah. yeah I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I love to work. I can very easily be a workaholic and not, you know, stop and make time for yourself. I totally get that. And one thing that I have realized over the last probably year or so that I'd kind of lost in that respect is 
like just making time to have fun or laughing or, you know, talking to a friend and just laughing about something. Also, you know, I never used to watch TV. I mean, like I, I mean, I used to a long time ago and then I went through a phase where I was just always like doing something productive. And so now, you know, at night I'll turn on like a 30 minute show that is funny and that I just zone out on, you know, so I don't have to think about like, all the things you need to do the next day. And I mean, I just feel like those type things make such a big difference. So I definitely agree with that. I've noticed a big difference since I've been doing those type things. So definitely agree with that. So now let's talk a little bit about, are there any sort of broad tests that you recommend to people? You know, I know, again, a lot are specific to the type of autoimmune disorder, but are there anything functional medicine wise that you like to recommend? Sure. A gut test number one out of most things, because about 80% of our immune system is in our gut. Like I was talking about before, I see a lot of infections going on H pylori bacterial overgrowth. If that's messed up and you have those pathogens there, and then you're probably have leaky gut going on. And then you probably have food getting into the bloodstream causing inflammation, right? And it's this chain reaction. So looking at the gut, super important. I run GI map testing, And so I see lots of different digestive markers on there, infections, bacterial overgrowth, all of that. I think that's probably the best starting point, in my opinion, for most people. And then beyond that, I do like to look at minerals and heavy metals. That's a big thing that I do because I personally had heavy metal toxicity and I had to go through a year of chelation therapy uh, with IVs and still working on some things with that, with mercury. I think that it came from, I have tattoos that I got Mm -hmm. in my past before I got into all the health stuff. Um, I used to eat a lot of tuna, right? A lot of big fish with mercury in them. So that is a big thing that a lot of people don't think about. And then our minerals, they rule our body. When we have minerals out of balance, then your organs aren't going to function properly. So we want to get those back into balance and restore cellular and organ function. Like I said, trying to somehow gently detox the heavy metals if those are present. Hormones is big for me too. A lot of times hormones will be off because of these other things going on. So like I said, like fix the gut stuff first, and then your hormones will likely start to rebalance. If you're really stressed out, your hormones are going to be out of balance. So addressing those kind of other issues before hormone testing can be okay. But if you want to go all in and just do the hormone test right away, then go for it. I normally do that with my clients and I like to do the Dutch test so that we can see not only what are the levels of the sex hormones present, but how are they actually metabolizing? How are they breaking down in the liver? Are you trending more towards the chances of having breast cancer because you have really bad estrogens instead of good ones? There's so much more that you can look at on that test than just regular hormone blood testing sometimes. Yes, yes. Those are great. Those were kind of what I had in my mind as well, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to be sure that you agreed, you know, so that's great. Now, what about, let's say you're seeing someone, you know, they have an autoimmune disorder and they say to you, can I get rid of this? Is this reversible? What would you say? So mostly yes. <laughs> mostly yes. <laughs> and, loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a conventional doctor who's a rheumatologist or you know specializes in autoimmune diseases, they're most likely going to tell you that you're stuck with it and we can give you medications. But there's plenty of proof that we can at least almost completely reverse the symptoms or 
greatly reduce them or stop the disease from progressing any further through diet and lifestyle changes. You know, type one diabetes, that's a challenging one. Somebody has totally destroyed all of their pancreatic cells and they have to inject insulin. Unfortunately, that's that. And we can change diet and manage blood sugar that way and, and figure out why did they get it in the first place? Like, was there a lot of inflammation present because of something and address those issues? I was reading a study recently from recent, I think it's November of last year. And they did a study on mice and they reversed new onset type one diabetes. So, you know, who knows what, where direction this is going to go in, but other things like multiple sclerosis. I mean, Dr. Terry walls wrote a book called the walls protocol, and that's all about how you can reverse multiple sclerosis. She did it to herself. She couldn't walk. She was in a wheelchair and then she was able to get back to good health. I've helped people put their rheumatoid arthritis into remission, alopecia areata into remission, which is like where you're losing your hair in giant bald patches, EOE. So there's definitely hope. And I think that if anybody's telling you, like if you're listening to this and you have an autoimmune disease and you've been told that you're stuck that way, I challenge you to challenge that and look a little bit deeper and get the help that you need and actually believe, like have some belief in the fact that you can change your health. Yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, if you're seeing a provider and you're not getting the answers that you're looking for, then it's okay to go somewhere else, to look somewhere else, to keep digging. It's your health. It's your body. That I'm always saying to patients, when I used to work in a traditional medical practice for years, I would say to patients, you know, your body better than I do. This is a partnership, you know, because often I would see patients come in and they would, you know, want to tell you, I have this, this, and this. And then it was like, so what's wrong with me? You know, what, how are you going to fix it? And so I would try to explain, well, it doesn't really work that way. This is a partnership. I'm going to need a little more information. We're going to have to work together, you know? So you do want to make sure that you find someone that you're comfortable with, that you have confidence in, and that you can partner with to get to the underlying or root cause of whatever your issues are. So let's wrap up by talking about what are some just kind of broad in general. Um, I know you mentioned diet and lifestyle, but just like natural treatment options, things that we can do if you have an autoimmune disorder. Sure. Starting with nutrition and gut health is probably the first step or one of the most important steps. So if that means that you need to go see a functional practitioner to figure out what's going on with the gut, then definitely do that. Nutrition wise, there's autoimmune protocols out there that work wonders. When I did an autoimmune protocol, when I first started healing myself, my symptoms improved by 75% in the first month. You know, I went from not being able to swallow and having heart palpitations and digestive issues to that stuff just going away. So wow. that's a really big one. It's very powerful. Sleep. <laughs> if you're not sleeping, you are not healing. And I don't just mean going to bed whenever you want. It's like going to bed by 10 PM so that your adrenal glands can heal. Your body can really repair itself and release growth hormones and all of those things. And trying to get a full seven to eight hours stress management. Like we talked about, that's going to look different for everybody. Yes. Meditation works great for me. Some people hate meditation. <laughs> so whether it's taking more Epsom salt baths, taking more time for yourself at night to read a book. Like I said, finding more joy, hanging out with more friends, doing things you love, anything that makes you feel good. I think you just need to tap into that first 
maybe even do a little exercise and make a list of like, what are the things that make me the happiest? And then pick a couple of those and just dedicate yourself to doing those things. For me, I believe that trauma is a really big thing. I see that people get stuck at a certain point in their healing journey because of something that they went through in their life. And everybody has gone through trauma. It looks different for everybody. There's big traumas, there's small traumas, but we've all experienced it. And if that hasn't been dealt with, then oftentimes you can do all of the food stuff, lifestyle stuff. And then you kind of get to this point where there's still some disruption in your nervous system. So I think eventually, like when you're ready to work on that with whatever kind of modality you want to use, whether it's a therapist or whether it's some sort of body work or something to address that, I think that's a really, really good point. And toxins, removing toxins from your environment. What about um, the other thing that came to mind as we think about just health in mm -hmm. general was exercise. Yeah. I think it's important for people to understand, like you don't want to put more stress on your body by exercising too much, doing a lot of like hit workouts. Not that those aren't good to some degree. And I think that one thing that I try to kind of encourage people on is you have to find what works for you just because, you know, this one thing works for this person, for your friend, doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you, your body. You know, not only we know food, there's some bio individuality, but also I think exercise is another thing, you know, that people get caught up in. Well, I have to do this or I have to do that, you know? So what would you say to that? Like maybe gentle exercise or what, what is your thought on that? Yeah. So that's going to look a little bit different for everybody <laughs> as with everything else, because with autoimmune diseases, you can very easily develop exercise intolerance, which is where you are just like straight exhausted when you're working out, you feel like maybe you get really red and you can't breathe. And it, depending upon how severe your autoimmune disease is, is going to determine how hard it is for you to work out, obviously. So in those cases, starting slower. And for me, I think lifting weights is really important for everybody. Even if it's something that you only do every once in a while, like you do need to maintain your muscle mass to support your joints, to support your tissues. And it's something that a lot of people can do and you don't need to do it intensely. Like you can just go and lift heavy weights for 15 to 30 minutes. And that's going to be a great workout for you rather than going and doing a 30 minute run where you're really going to exhaust your body. So I do encourage people to lift weights, but like you were saying before, you do have to find things you love to do. So if you prefer to do yoga or go on a hike then do that, but you're definitely not going to want to do a two hour workout and do that five times a week and just overstress your body. It's feeling out what's working best for you. And so the shorter bursts of workout can be great. Shorter bursts of hit can be good for people like not CrossFit workout, a couple of sprints, you know, something short, that's going to get you the exercise in, in a very, very short window rather than doing crazy CrossFit workouts for two hours. So I think you said it well before I said that too, about just not overdoing it. Yeah. And I've been guilty of that myself. So I totally get that, but I find that a lot of people that I talk with or clients that I'm working with you know, think that they have to do all of this like massive cardio because a lot of them are wanting to lose weight, you know? And so it's that mentality. Oh, well, I have to eat less and I have to do more cardio. And it's like, no, that's not really, that's kind of like old school way of thinking, you know? And I think I'm perfectly in line with you in terms of the weightlifting. It doesn't have to be like super heavy, but that, you know, increasing our muscle mass helps to improve our metabolism. And you're not really having to do all the cardio that you get, you know, burned out on. So, you know, to have that work for you. So I think that that's a really good point. 
Is there anything else that you would want to say about autoimmune disorders in general? Anything you think we didn't cover or anything that comes to mind? I think we mostly covered it all. I was going to say something briefly about the toxins too, uh, before we were talking about the exercise, which is just looking deeper into choosing more organic foods, filtering your water, filtering the air in your, like making sure you have clean air in your home. Cause a lot of homes have mold in them, body care products, like not using the conventional deodorants with aluminum and the conventional makeup that has heavy metals and things in them and making cleaner swaps. Now I know that that topic is normally overwhelming for people because it's like, oh my gosh, I have to change everything about my life, even my mattress and my bedding. And it's like, oh, oh my gosh, where do I start? So when it comes to that stuff, it's like, start slow, start with the water. You're drinking water every day. Your body's made up of 60% of water. Like that's probably the first step. And then over time, as you can make room and you have the budget, you can slowly make swaps for maybe more organic foods here and there, or swapping out your deodorant when you run out of it, small changes <laughs> and going right back to stress again. This was the biggest mistake I made when I got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease. I will never forget that day. And I was so stressed. I had a panic attack. I started bawling my eyes out. I probably made my disease way worse in that moment. And over the next couple of years, because I was just nitpicking at myself over, well, what am I eating and what am I doing? And it was like this obsessive thing. And that's mm -hmm. not the way it needs to be. I think that you just need to have grace for yourself, mm -hmm. breathe, like step back a little bit, do more self-care, relax, and just trust, like find help and support if you need it. And just trust that as long as you're moving forward in the right direction, that you can get to the point that you want to be. But I think that obsessing over it and stressing over it is just going to hinder you from actually healing. Yes. I love that you said that. And I think that that's a great way to kind of wrap up everything is we do get, you know, we want to feel better. We want to be better. And a diagnosis can be very overwhelming. You know, I see a lot of people who want to do all the things and then they end up doing nothing because they're so overwhelmed and, you know, just kind of give up. So I think microing it down to, okay, what can I do today? And I mean, this is something that I've had to learn at the end of the day. I have a list every day of things that I want to do. Like there's like a ton of stuff on the list every single day that I don't get to. And it used to really bother me. And that's why I worked all the time. I'd work at night too. But now I'm just like, you know, that'll wait until tomorrow. It's okay. You know, so kind of being okay with where you're at and just knowing that it's all a process. And as long as you're moving forward in the right direction, then you're doing pretty good as long as you're moving in the right direction. So I think that was a really good point. So thank you so much for this great conversation. I would love for you to tell everyone how they can connect with you. Maybe your website, your social media handles, how can they connect with you? Sure. So my business name is called Natural Health Rising, and that is my name everywhere. That's my website, naturalhealthrising.com. All the socials, I have them all basically except Twitter. I don't have a Twitter and I am most present on Instagram. So if anybody wants to reach out on Instagram, please feel free to send me a message. I do respond to everybody personally. And I also encourage you guys to go to my website. And if you put your email in, you can get a detox freebie and it's like a three-day meal plan. And the meals on there are autoimmune friendly. And there is some info on like environmental toxins and things like that. So I think that could be a really cool thing for you guys to go check out. I have some programs and such coming out very shortly for anyone who has an autoimmune disease and a chronic illness. So if you 
get on that email list, then you'll hear more about that very shortly. Awesome. That's great. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes. So again, thank you, Rachel. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much again for having me on. And I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And before I go, I do want to remind you that I am currently taking one-on-one clients from anywhere in the world. I work online with people all over and we do that by doing Zoom calls for our sessions and I ship out functional lab testing straight to your door. You do the testing in the comfort of your own home, ship it out, and then I get the results so that I can investigate what the root cause is to your health problems. I've helped many people put their autoimmune diseases into remission like alopecia areata, EOE, rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's, and I've helped so many people struggling with mystery symptoms get their health back. And a lot of times I'll find things like hidden gut infections like Giardia, H. pylori, maybe we find some Candida overgrowth, mold has been coming up a lot on people's tests recently, nutrient deficiencies, hormone imbalances. These are all things that are triggers for your symptoms and diseases that conventional doctors are missing. So if you're ready to actually figure out why you're struggling with an autoimmune disease, or if you don't even know what you have yet, you just have these mystery symptoms that you can't seem to get a diagnosis for, and you want to heal your body through diet and lifestyle changes, then book a free health consultation with me so that we can get your health back on track. You can go to the show notes and book the call there, or you can go to naturalhealthrising.com, or you can even head over to my Instagram and you can chat with me, go into my DMs, send me a message. I reply to everybody in there. You can sign up for a consultation on my Instagram as well. So if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a comment, rating, or share it with a friend who needs to hear this information. Comments and ratings really help this show so that more people will listen and I can continue to help people level up their health and entire life holistically. Thanks for listening and keep striving to become your healthiest, happiest self.